Hello and welcome back to the 254 Stand podcast for another episode where your host Mark and Alba. And today we want to talk about uh the champions of Europe. We want to talk Chelsea. about Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea Football Club. Yes, definitely not, you know, Barcelona Femini because we don't care about them. <sighs> great as an uh, an achievement as it is for them to win the champions league but uh yeah we we want to talk about chelsea yeah so and it's been a while actually yeah you know it's 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 been a while since it happened i think exactly about now a week or so yeah it's yeah. a week yeah a week yeah we've we've had a week to have it settle in i think me honestly i've been having the best time of my life i think since probably December 2019 when I went for Afrobank um it's 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 been so much fun it's been so much fun you know I go to the timeline and I see all these memes or any discussion the, the most beautiful thing about this whole thing is that any discussion you see Chelsea fans responding to anything even if it doesn't make sense we all respond to everything with pictures of our players winning the Champions League and I think that's beautiful. That's the best thing. It's amazing because <laughs> even right now you can just type uh, two stars to your rivals. Ah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I remember, I think I saw it on the timeline someone saying uh, fans are getting pissed because Chelsea fans started putting two stars on the, uh, the Twitter names. Yeah, uh, the usernames and uh, they started talking about how this is not an achievement, you know, Nottingham Forest fans, you can do it too and, and you know, my new fans can put three and Liverpool fans can put, you know, too many. It doesn't matter. It's not about them. It's about us. We don't care what you think. We don't. We don't care what you think. You have to have won the Champions League and won it recently to understand what it means to us. You know, so I am living for the shit housery. I feel like I, this is the first time I've actually seen Chelsea fans being so unruly, so ungovernable on Twitter because usually, you know, where we try and um, use facts and logic you know, mm. to, to, to dispel arguments from rival fans, you know, about our manager, about our players, about our club history, about our owner. But right now it's proper shithousery the kind of stuff you see from united fans you remember when they're calling themselves kiburi fc and that is all yeah. what what i always wanted to see from our fans yeah i want that arrogance that pride that you know what we know who we are we know who we are and we don't care what you think and we're gonna wait proudly and uh it's it's i don't know it's, I, i've been having so much like the entire timeline i don't see fans of any club speaking up you know how good that is that is so rare and we, yeah. we, ha- we have to enjoy this moment you know we have we how often does it come you know how often how often i don't think when you fans can remember when they won their last champions league they probably can't yeah it's 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 a beautiful thing but the other thing is that the feeling it goes away quickly especially when a new season comes around and you start challenging for new titles and you know and you guys are like yeah you won it that time and you're like yeah we won it and it was nice and all that but 
you know, it sort of fades away with the reality of the present, you know. Mm. We don't want to be like Arsenal fans celebrating things. Oh, oh, of course, they've never won in Europe. Yeah, I but... see. Yeah, I see. Chelsea uh-huh. is the biggest team in London. No cup. I we're not discussing that, bro. We're not. No cup, bro. It, that is two open. champions that is done. Two champions leagues. That I don't that think. Eh, I we don't think any fan. I don't think any Arsenal fan would argue with that, unless you're delusional. Or I, yeah, I've seen. I've seen a couple on the timeline trying to argue it. But the thing is this. We were entertaining them initially before. We always knew Chelsea was the biggest team in London. We were entertaining them before. Now it's there is no point. Like that debate is done. It's done. Who cares how many trophies you've won? Yeah. It doesn't matter how many trophies you've won. You have to have won them recently. Yeah. It's like saying Arsenal is a bigger club than Man City. It depends, yeah. You can look at different metrics and all of that, but the only thing that people care about is what did you do today? What did you do yesterday? What did you do the day before? Who cares what you did in 1950 and 1940? Because 19, that's what they... In, in the yeah, 1930s, you know? You're living in your past. You're living that past glory. So Most of the Arsenal fans right now, they weren't even born during that time. You didn't get to enjoy the... How can you... It's like It's like flossing with your, your parents money like yes it's still yours yes you can use it you can do everything with it but you weren't even a part of it when it was being made you know you, were, you weren't even a part of it you just came and found it here so you know it's easy that's easy any i could decide to become an arsenal fan and you know I'm, i become do i become part of the past of the of the history and the legacy no you have to trophies matter when you were there and you experienced them. So, like, if I was arguing with an old Arsenal fan, you know, someone who's 70 and 80, it, 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 yeah, fine. You were there. You experienced it. You yeah, you, it, you'd, honestly, you'd have to be, you'd have to be, you, like, 100 years old. Exactly. You can't you can be Bukai Osaka's Asian arguing about, you know, which club is bigger. We have more trophies. We have this cup. We have that. Who cares? Nobody cares. Yeah? Same as the, you get, no one can say Nottingham is a bigger club than the one, um, the, Arsenal. The, the one thing I can say is if Arsenal are a big club, but to join the elite clubs, you need to win. You need to win the Champions League. I'm sorry. You either have to win the Champions League or you have to win multiple, multiple Europa League titles. And they haven't won exactly. any. So when it comes to Europe, you, you could say that uh, Arsenal... Uh, have a better history domestically. No one argue, no one's arguing about that. But when it comes to Europe and when it comes to uh, football globally, Chelsea are the bigger team. You know, um, I've seen a lot of debates and people argue it's about trophies, it's about the fandom, it's about this and it's about that. And you know, all of those are factors. Obviously, they're important. But what do fans care about? What do players care about? You know, I, I, as much as I love Lampard, if you ever said anything as stupid as, you know, um, we're not here to win trophies, you know, I remember mm. something, uh, um, um, was it, what's his name again? Uh, United manager, Ole. He said something along those lines, you know, this past season. I was like, wow, that is very damning. 
you know it's one thing to say your team is not ready to win trophies right now as it's constituted so i think to say like you know uh we're not here for trophies because that is exactly why you're here um i don't think anyone wants to support you have to have a very deep connection to a team uh, for you to support it even when it's not <laughs> winning like arsenal fans or whatever but um you know what we're not here to talk about arsenal yeah we won the champions league we won the fucking champions league for the second time in a row and the most beautiful thing is you get to see all these young players all these players that were written off you know um Eugenio and 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 Rudiga and Chilwell and Aspi Aspi needed that so much oh my god he did um, he did you know Aspi you know Aspi joined Chelsea immediately after the exactly. 2012 Champions player. League final he came exactly. in uh it was him Hazard and Hazard, a couple more Mata. players uh Oscar no, was Mata in our team before no Mata was Mata there no, no Mata played in Mata the Champions was League bro oh yeah he he did yeah he did yeah he he crossed the ball to Didier Drogba who oh yeah he did the for the corner, yeah I, I can't yeah against that. Bayern Munich yeah it still hurts me that we sold him I think he would have been so great with us ah uh, Mourinho um, vibes but you know yeah it, it, I, it for those players who came before and I felt so bad for Hazard you know leaving to go to play to what is considered an ostensibly bigger team um but he's had i think the worst um i don't know, i don't even want to call it a start the worst part of his career we we'll talk about yeah, Hazard. Like he didn't even win the league he didn't win the champions league because he came to chelsea to win the champions league and i think that's yeah. the way he went to real and and now that Zidane is gone anyway yeah, that's a mess i just i feel bad for him <laughs> But anyway, um... imagine imagine Hazard winning with Chelsea. That would have been the most. That would have completed the fairy tale for us and for him, because Chelsea fans love Hazard. Like we love. Ah uh, well, too bad he moved on. We moved on. So, did he really move on though? You saw him laughing it... at Zuma, man. Did he really? No, no. Deep deep down, I'm sure he was wearing a Chelsea jersey. He just doesn't <laughs> want to show yeah, it publicly actually, to people. Yeah. He might have celebrated that, but you know, after that storm with the you know laughing after they lost against us, uh, <laughs> I saw uh, a video yeah. of Michael Balak. Um, uh. I posted it on my Insta. He he was at some party and there were girls dancing on a stage, and instead of watching that, he was watching the Champions League final because it was happening uh. at the same time. He was watching it on his phone, and I was like, "This is what it means to be a Chelsea fan." This is I, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. This is blood. Video to the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it before. Yeah, believe, believe. Ah, uh, you that guys, was it was like, so it was so was inspirational, nice bro. I I really like to see you know because people say a lot about Chelsea, but. I like to see that all these players who came and people say like they only moved Chelsea because of the money and all that. These people actually do love Chelsea a lot. They believe in Chelsea. Look at Joe Cole. Joe Cole is Chelsea through and through. Look at uh, Ashley Cole. Yeah? Still concerned about Chelsea players, about where Jay the Co- team is going. Yeah, Joe Cole. Yeah, Joe Cole. Joe Cole, Jay, Joe Cole is actually a, a BT Sport pundit, but whenever. He's covering Chelsea. He always uses the word "we." Yeah, yeah, and that is what you love to see. Yeah, yeah no. we don't. 
Dortmund fans, you don't want players to come and just, you know, uh, they play and they don't hold on to that history and the love for the club, you know. You know, you can, you can tell someone like Lampard and Terry, you know, Chelsea through and through. And and you can see that starting to happen with Chilwell too, you know. I had he deleted all his pictures of um, his time at, at Leicester, except the pictures he had with his friends who were still, you know, players at Leicester but oh. all the others like training and anything when he was still playing for them he'd leave them I think it was because they booed him uh, when we were playing that FA Cup final and he felt that and he was like you know if these guys don't want um, they don't have any love for me anymore then why don't I just you know shift my loyalties you know the way he celebrated uh, scoring that goal which was actually very onside but you know, it was ruled off uh, you know, some players wouldn't because they're like, oh, you know, the club I came from, I have to still have love for it and all that. Mm. But no, and and anyway. I love to see it, and I hope, I hope, yeah, um, I hope he makes it big. You know, I really, I really, really want him to make it big and to have the same. You see, like someone like Ashley Cole, you know, he, he completely shared his Arsenal past completely, and he's Chelsea through and through, and he doesn't care how much they hate him. You know, he's just he's, he's oh. Chelsea blood, and that is what I want from Chola. You know, this is his anyway. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the game in itself. So the lineup, we had an interesting lineup. I think this is the strongest starting eleven we have currently. So Mendy started in goal, uh, centre backs of Aspi, Silva, and Rudy. Uh, right wing back. Uh, Rhys James, left wing back, Chilwell, Chilwell, a midfield two of Jorginho and Kante, and three attackers, Mason Mount, Timo Werner, and Kai Havertz, the goal scorer. So, we won it 1-0, clean sheet. Uh, it, I, I saw the lineup, and I was quite confident when I saw... Uh, Man City, they did a madness. They didn't play without a, a, a DM, a natural uh, defensive yeah. midfielder. They placed Gundogan at the base of midfield. And yeah. uh, in a way, it gave me vibes where I felt we were definitely going to exploit the spaces in between uh, the defenders and the midfield cause. Gundogan isn't really a defensive midfielder. He's more of a progressive, uh, creative midfielder. So, Pep not playing his DM for the first time in like uh, 50, I saw a start, 51 matches. He's played, he's always played with a DM. But in this final, he didn't play without a DM. What went through your mind when you saw the lineup? Um, to be honest, I, I didn't um, have much. Um, you know, like, or like, I didn't think a lot about the lineup. You know, uh, actually, I, I, I think I might have. Uh, I had issues connecting to the game, and I think I, I, I started a bit late, and I didn't really look at the lineup because there were some things I was doing, but. For me, I thought the lineup was pretty strong. I liked it. 
I couldn't mm. see any alternatives, especially since you know um, this is the way uh, Chico plays his teams, and uh, for us, for for the way uh, we play now, that's our strongest lineup, and I was I was happy with that. I, I had no discontent, even when I saw who was playing later. I actually saw some people talking on Twitter about you know uh, uh, complaining about Havertz being started and all that, and I was like, Havertz has actually been good lately, so I, I didn't get the issue, and he scored, he scored the winning goal, so. Um, the lineup was perfect. Actually, I think uh, when I did see it, the one thing I noticed was that Rich James was starting, and I was very happy about that. Uh, I like, I like the fact I like to see Rich James play, and I like to see him being trusted more. So it was good to see that. Um, pretty strong team. Uh, Mason Mount was in there. Uh, Kante, powerhouse. Uh, Rudiger, Chilwell. Everyone was on their game, and you know this doesn't happen often with Chelsea players. Definitely, you know? yeah. Usually we just yeah we win games, but it's not necessarily because we play good. It's just because you know we are good as a team, I guess, but not individual performances. Usually it's like one person, two people play good, and or maybe you know averagely, and the rest of the team play really badly, and we win somehow. Um, but everyone played well, man. Chilwell came back and and, and defended. Uh, Myers was kept so quiet. I even, you know, I only realized like three days later that he was playing the game because <laughs> you know people are like Chilwell put Myers in pocket. I was like, wait, wait, Myers played because at least Sterling I saw trying to do something, although he was handled very well by James. But Myers, he didn't show up in that game at all, and I think he didn't show up. So badly that even City fans didn't say anything about his performance because there's so people only talking about Foden and, and De Bruyne and um, and um, and Sterling and all that. But Mares Mares did nothing in that completely nothing. Um, I think I think the only I think the only part I I recognized Mares was uh, during the last seconds of the game where he scuffed his shot just slightly over the bar. It was so close to going in, bro. I'm telling you, Mendy was rooted to the spot. I was almost... You get That game was giving me nerves. I was sweating. My heart was <laughs> pumping. I was nervous. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I remember... I remember I was tweeting, watching... You know, um, looking at Twitter. I'm watching Twitter while I'm watching the game. And... Um, I think it was Chelsea Youth, yeah. I think. Uh, what is this big uh, account? Was talking about how you know he 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 can't sit down. He's, he's standing, watching the game, and I was like, "How can you stand? My knees were weak the entire game. I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand. Like I couldn't. I didn't have the energy. I was shaking. That was so hard. Ah, uh, I saw it I on the, the on the Twitter account, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was like, "How can you stand?" You know, and he was like, "You have to support the players." And I was like, "They trained for this. I haven't. <laughs> I, haven't. <laughs> I haven't trained for this." So yeah, man. But um, it was a beautiful execution of tactics, and I, I don't know if this will be the same going forward. But at least for now, we know that uh, Tuchel has Pep's number. You know, three out of three. And no Bro. one has ever done that. Three no out of three. The, and, the and, first and, time, wait, the first time we beat them, 
uh, I think it was during the FA Cup, FA no, Cup no, no. semi. No, no, uh, no, the first time Tuchel, Tuchel uh, met. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Pep. Yeah, it was the FA. Yeah, it uh, was the yeah. FA semi final. They had mm-hmm. uh, City played with two DMs. They played with Rodri and Fernandinho. Mm-hmm. When we faced them in the Premier League match, uh, I think he played with Fe- Fernandinho as a DM, where uh, you guys, we tore them apart and. In the final, he decides not to play with a DM. I think it it was mostly, uh, I I would say, uh, uh, Tuchel got into Pep's mind, got into his uh, into his game plan. Cause you guy, it's it's so rare to see uh, Pep look uh, kinda. You'd say he had some you know, kind of fear. Mm-hmm fear towards Tuchel because him ch- drastic, drastically changing his team selection in that manner and how they played I think it was it was mainly just because of the manager we have just levels bro I, I the way I see it um, I, I don't think you know Tuchel is just doing his thing he's just doing his thing yeah trying to win and I think that is what really bothers them because uh, you know, with someone like Mourinho, you know, you could be like, "This is mind games," or you know, maybe you get brilliant execution of a, execution of a plan, or this and that. But Otoko, like, he's he's just trying to win. Yeah, he's also made tactical mistakes, so he's just trying to win. He's just doing like, yeah, "Okay, this time we'll play these players," and you know, and I think that is something that really bothers Pep because he's like, he's just doing everything normally, and he's still winning. What can I do? What can I change to win? And I honestly think that um, as as long as we have to go and and uh, Pep is still at, at, at City and he's, he has the same players, he won't easily win against us. Yeah, I'm not saying it can never happen, but he won't easily win against us unless they get, you know, like someone like Kane, you know, mm. a proper striker, like a proper striker. You know, that, that, would, that would, you know, give them wings. Um, but you know, as in, Tuchel just did his thing, and I, I think th- that's a problem with Pep. That obviously he's a perfectionist, and he, he wants things to happen a certain way. Um, and he sometimes, I think, because of his reasoning and the way he handles things, he feels like, um, you know, like there must be a reason why. And, and for him, the reason why is, is something that we've exploited in his team. And I, I don't doubt that, you know, we, we probably watched, you know, uh, videos of how they play and, and we've exploited something. But the thing is just, mostly it was affirmation and the way we work. You know, it, it had less to do with City because if it was something about City, with all the changes he made, we would have drawn at least one of those three games. And these two games happened, what, in the space of a month, a month and a half? So it wasn't even a lot of time for, you know, so many things to change with either team. Um, he just, he has, he has Pep's number right now, and uh, that might change in the coming season. Yeah. With the Chelsea team and, 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 and maybe our formation and mm. Pep's team. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but you can also say that uh, uh, Tuchel's style of play with our current team 
uh, it actually cancels out Pep's uh, style of play. I feel like them playing with a false nine against uh, our formation and our tactics, mm-hmm. us playing with three uh, ball-playing centre-backs and Golo Kante in the middle of the pitch and Jorginho distributing play, it's kind of it kind of puts them off because they really don't know. Yeah, it's really hard to break us down in the first place. Because the one thing I can say about Chelsea is defensively, we are amazing. We are defensively sound. You don't really uh, fear teams, uh, especially these big teams when we go head-to-head against them uh it's kind of hard for them to even score a goal against us let alone exactly. us scoring us scoring is a is a major problem <laughs> yes that's an us <laughs> we, issue it's not a yeah, them issue yeah 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 it's it, it that's yeah. an us issue and yeah. uh i see us uh buying a striker to remedy that but when it comes to just defending and keeping ourselves in a match i think we do it Perfectly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than the few times, you know, when we collapse <laughs> and then that is yeah, I, I, yeah, like against <laughs> West Brom, uh, uh, yeah. conceding five goals against West Brom. I know. Yeah. But you know, can you believe? Can... Wait, can you? Can, let me give you a start. You know, we've conceded more goals against West Brom compared to the whole Champions League campaign. Champions League campaign. Yeah, I saw that. It, that. I saw that it's amazing. You know, sometimes, honestly, I, Chelsea, maybe we're made for the Champions League. Because you remember that same season we won the Champions League for the first time, we were having a disaster in the Premier League. A disaster. For the first time, we finished sixth for the first time since Roma came uh, and bought the team. And in the Champions League, we were tearing it up. Okay, well, not really tearing it up, but you know, we were doing wonders. We were progressing from step to step which is not what was happening in the champions league and i think obviously you have to approach those two things with a different mentality because yeah. uh champions league you know, it's a it's a knockout round uh, uh type of setup and um for for the for the premier league it's it's a marathon it's it's a marathon you know so I don't know. There's something in Chelsea's DNA, I guess, that makes us much better for cup games because I seem to um, see that we've gotten to so many finals, FA Cup and and um, well, maybe not the Champions League, but still, that's three in the past what 15, 16, 17 years. Um, you know, we we uh, and that's just you know the champions league there's uh the europa league you know a couple finals we're, we're very good at those um oh. i think i think when it comes to the premier league though uh, we have an issue with you know we don't dominate teams the way we used to I remember man i really miss the days when we used to be teams 8-0 right? no <laughs> each weekend eight nil. that was beautiful. yeah I, th- was I think yeah i think the, the thing is uh we struggle against mid-table teams yeah, but simple. we never used to. We, yeah, used when to when it comes to, yeah, but right now when it comes to Tuchel, I I feel so confident when we're facing a, a big opposition. When, mm-hmm. when we're facing a big team, I'm I'm comfortable. 
But when yeah. we're facing the Aston Villas, the Arsenals, the the West Broms, you know, as in that's when we, I think we 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 play in second gear, mm-hmm. and ultimately we lose these matches, and that's that's a, a and it's not due to a lack of creating chances because we do create chances. I think it's just uh, we just need that number nine. We get that number nine. And I think we're good. We just need to get uh, maybe a defensive, an, an extra defensive midfielder to preserve Kante for the big matches mm-hmm. so that he doesn't have to play every single game uh, yeah. needlessly. So, because uh, we consider Kante's age as well. Yes, he's, he's amazing, but we want him to keep this as, as, as long as he could. Yeah. No, no point in, yeah. but yeah, no point in burning him out, playing him week in, week out, like, mm-hmm. like it's 2016. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy, and I guess you know, um, it's been a week now. It's sort of fading, sort of going away. You know, not completely. Um, but at least it's it's not there present with me all time at all times as it was in the first few days. Um, but I, I think we played. We actually played well. We played well. Everyone was, um, you know, on on on. I don't know what to say on their toes. Spectacular and their best behavior. I don't know. But we played well. Everyone played well. You know, um, if you have criticism about Mount, well, there was your open play assist. If you have criticism about uh, Havertz playing a false nine, well, there's your goal. If you have criticism about Kante, well, he was all over the pitch. I don't know what to say. If you have criticism about Chilwell, well, where's Marius? I still don't know where he is right now. And... <laughs> He's back <laughs> pocket, bro. <laughs> you know, criticism about James, you know, Sterling didn't get a shot in that match. Uh, even Jorginho played well. Jorginho played so, really well. Exactly. I was um, really impressed, by the way. And, and you see, the thing about that goal is they had only one shot on target. I mean, that game, they only had only one shot on target. Yeah. And we we had uh, a couple. We had a couple on target, but that wasn't even it. We created so many chances. Uh, Vina himself missed three. Two, two. One player. I think. No, I three. think. No, no. I think there were two uh, proper chances. I think when you when when you say three, maybe the one he uh, hit the side netting, but if you look at the yeah, but that's big chance. chances he had, the big big chances he had, because there was this chance he missed the ball and the ball passed through his legs. Mm-hmm. That was the first big chance, and the second chance was when Mason Mount gave it to him on a plate and he hit the ball straight to the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Those yeah, were two but... two proper chances. We should have been three nil up. In the first half, yeah. So he 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 still missed three chances. Yeah, he did. And and um um you know uh Pulisic uh, missed a very good chance, a very good chance. You know, you know credit to Edison, but you know that was a very good chance. So it's it's no one could say. And this is the thing. I don't know if it's just bias against Chelsea, but. In all the games we've played, Pep, and I still feel even now, 
no one would read Chelsea against Pep. People would be like, yeah, I feel like Pep has a bigger chance of winning. And you see, it's the kind yeah. of thing that makes me really upset because, you know, if it, this was 2012, in 2012, you could make that, you know, that um, argument because we really played with the backs against the wall, you know? Uh, but we didn't play that same way this time around. Like, it doesn't matter if they had possession or not. We had way more chances and we, we did way better in that game. And in all the games, we played them. Mm. And, and that's the thing. Like, I, I just, every, you know, you could see some points talking about how, oh, Man City shouldn't feel bad, you know. Um, something, something, something. They'll win it. Like, who cares? We won. The focus should be on us. We don't care if it was Pep or, you know who were playing we beat the past one we beat them we beat their team the praise should be on us and i actually haven't seen a lot of that from rival fans and from um and from and from uh, the media they i haven't seen a lot of that actually you know the same way they would praise pep and parade him and talk about how he's a genius and who's who's talking about how Tucker is a genius and you know the thing is times. and you know the thing not, is no one's it, done it before Exactly, and it's not just about beating Pep. You see, it's it's us beating Atletico Madrid, us beating mm-hmm. Porto, beating Real Madrid, beating mm-hmm. now Manchester City. And this whole time, you just hear pundits and other uh, rival fans saying, oh, this team didn't play well. There's a reason yeah. why they're not playing well. It's because yeah. we're putting them off their game. Our game plan makes these teams not dominate games it's a, yeah. it's plain and yeah exactly and that all that comes down to the manager now bro i wanted to ask you this question because uh you know definitely it's coming yeah mm-hmm. do you feel that uh roman abramovich did the right thing sucking frank lampard <laughs> when he did <laughs> um you know Hindsight is twenty twenty, and and you can't live in a bubble. You have to mm. accept the facts. Yeah, I think that you know because of the way um, Tuchel has performed and the t- team has performed since he came, I think it was the right decision to let go of Lampard. Mm. It really can be argued that it it wasn't, but at the time I did feel like it was not the right decision. I could see the reason why he needed to be let go. Of. Um, but I just felt that um, if we just given him until the end of the season, at least, you know, I mean, we wouldn't have won the Champions League probably. Uh, you know, who knows again because he wasn't around. Who knows? But you know, after all, he's the one who got us out of uh, the group stage. You know. Yeah. But um, you have to accept that decision. The only, I think, the thing that really got me about the sacking was was how it happened. Um, I feel that when it comes to uh, football and and sports, but football especially, um, there's a certain bond between fans and players. And you know, uh, obviously, we have a very very tight and special bond with with Lampard um, because he's he's our greatest ever player. You know, he's our greatest ever player, and it, and that is no small fit considering the fact that. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't come out from our academy like John Terry did. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was our captain 
the Champions League final, but he wasn't really a captain. Terry was our captain, and we love Terry. So we love, we adore Lampard. So, you know, there is a special bond, and I felt that there are ways it could be done. Because you could, you, for example, you can see the way Lampard is, has handled this whole sacking thing. Um, you've seen other managers handle it badly, 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 badly. Even managers that were employed by Chelsea. But Lampard has been so classy. He's been talking about how he wants to make Tuchel, you know, praising players and and all that. And not one negative word, not about the sacking, not about um, the players who uh, I think we all already gave up on him and all that. You could, you know, you know, Jorginho said what he said and, and Lampard didn't even respond to it. So I feel like if you're handling it, if, if 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 someone who's been fired can handle it like that, then I feel like the club, which is a professional body, should have handled it in a classier way, um, in a in a in a less abrupt. It almost felt like you know Lampard is just being booted out, ruthless team that, mm. and we know we are. But you know, I I think um, you have to um, consider how mm-hmm. the fans feel, and that's why. Uh, where the shed end uh, had that small protest and said things they said and posted. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, yes, uh, from from what we can see, Lampard deserves to go. I just wish that could have been done in a way that um, was. I, I I don't. I'm not saying I have. Uh, I, I can tell them this is how you handle it. But I just know that could have been done better. It could have been done better. That's it. That's yeah. it. You know, we... Uh, we, we all, yeah, yeah, all, yeah, all I can say about the situation is uh, he needed to go. And uh, uh, Roman uh, uh, writing an open letter about uh, Lampard sacking, he's never done that before. So him doing that, it actually showed that he really he didn't want to sack Lampard because of the bond they had. R- remember that these guys, they're friends, and these Chelsea legends uh, from the 2012 uh, Champions League uh, winners. Roman has an open door policy for these players, like the the people who actually just go to the stadium. If Roman is is around, not not right now because he has the, the visa ban and whatnot. But before they could, uh, any legend could go. And if you're within, uh, if you're around the bridge, you could go and just pop by Roman's office, and he was uh, he, he'd welcome players and have a chat and uh, discuss. Uh, whatever it is they they used to discuss and it's uh i know him leaving he lampard leaving wasn't an easy thing but if you look at it in hindsight uh i think it's one of the best decisions uh so far romans made because if it wasn't for that i don't as much as i believed in uh lampard maybe uh, turning his form around, him uh, getting the results against Atletico, Porto, 
Real Madrid and City, I think that would have been a bit too uh, much of an expectation for him to win the Champions League. And the fact that we got a manager who uh, got to the Champions League final uh, in the previous season with Thiago Silva and them winning it with us uh, last week was just mind-blowing. Because now if you think about it, all our academy graduates have a Champions League medal around their neck. It's really nice, yeah. Mason Mount has a Champions League. Chris James, Hudson Odoi. Tammy Abraham, all these all these academy kids have a Champions League, and you know how rare it is to win a Champions League. You can ask Buffon. Buffon yeah, is yeah. like he's like I don't know he's forty years old plus. Yeah, yeah. Buffon has never won the Champions League, so you like can imagine exactly. You can imagine how 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 much of a big deal it is for 21, 20, 19 year olds winning a Champions League anyway. and and they haven't yes. even they, they're not even yet close to their peak you know I, I, the sky is the limit dipped that you know I still haven't dipped that you know I still haven't I still haven't dipped that because you know I've been thinking about it holistically like Chelsea has a second Champions League and 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 I think you know in my head I was like yo this is awesome that they won but you know I still have like I haven't dipped it that 22 year old Mason Mount has a Champions League medal in the bag. 21-year-old Rhys James has a Champions League medal in the bag. 19-year-old Gilmore has a Champions League medal in the bag. Oh. Hudson Odoi at 19. Is it 19, 20? Has a it's Champions 20, League yeah. medal in the bag. Yeah. Harvard's at 21. His first, his his first Champions League goal, you know. That's his first Champions League goal. That was his first Champions League goal. Are you serious? Goal. Imagine, and he scored. Imagine, the winner in the final. The only, not only the winner, the only goal. You can imagine what it's going to do, uh, uh, like to build his like confidence. His confidence, yeah, because yeah. you know, thinking about like you, know, especially you know, I, I I've watched that uh, sequence of the goal happening so many times, and you just. Uh, you know, through ball, and I remember him, you know, um, asking Mount to pass it to him. Mm. And that pass by Mount is beautiful, it's perfect, it wasn't too close, but it was definitely, it was, he had enough pace, and it was fine enough from the defenders, they couldn't come to it. And then Havertz did something even more amazing, which is like the confidence, he just went with the ball to knock it a bit out of, um, Edison's wave and if he got a small touch and not overrun it and still turn around and score. You know, I think if it was me, even if I'd done that, at the point where I'm like, okay, so I've beaten the keeper, now score. <laughs> I think I would have to walk that ball into the net because I would be a bundle of nerves. I'd be like, if I don't walk it into the net, if I try and kick it, I'll sky it and we'll miss a very good chance. But confi- you know, I've watched it so many times and I'm like, wow, why? how is he not afraid that he'll not you know, like he'll he'll not fumble it. You know, mm. he'll get it off target. And from the way, from I, I, I as in I was watching his body, uh, his body language from the point where he was asking for the ball to how he ran, how he uh, jumped over the keeper, and how he scored. And it was so assured. It was so confident, which is not something I see in um, 
in Vana a lot. You know, I'm not saying yeah. his confidence is short and all that. I mean, I know it is, uh, but you might not necessarily see it in his play because he gets a lot of chances. But I feel like he would have been way too hasty. He would have scuffed it. He would have done something and <laughs> just have gone wrong. But Havertz is not like that. And I think for him, the thing that's left now is just giving him opportunities and he will score. I think uh, that position he's playing is his best. You know, whatever Lampard was trying with playing him in the wings and playing him uh, as a playmaker, I mean, as a number 10 or something like that. Um, yeah, it's not working. He is. He, yeah. Kai Havertz is uh, one he is one of our best finishers in the team. He really is. Because when it comes to keeping his composure in front of goal, he, he's just a silky player. Just the way he plays and uh, you, you feel like the game moves to his to his pace. Yeah. You can see how how he he oozes confidence when when he's uh, when he's running with the ball running uh, past defenders. He's quite a fast player when you think about it. He looks lanky yeah. and slow, but he's quite fast. Yes, he is. Yeah. 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 Just yeah, 21 years of age, bro, and it's, it's, he scored in a UCL final. Like this, this, this uh, win, this run is different from the last one because the last one was like that last hurrah for all our legends, and I'm glad they got it. But this one is different because this one is like, yeah, maybe oh, he's not leaving now. Maybe he might still, but you know, Juju is not leaving. Uh, Silva got a new deal. Um, you know, some players might go, but not really legends. But you know, yeah. um, so <sighs> it's amazing if you think that now this team they know they can win trophies. Yeah, I remember people talking about how, oh, how many finals has Northern Mount been in, and he's lost them. Well, uh, he won. He, he won the Champions League medal. Now. He, he he won the biggest prize of them all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Deep yeah. it. So <laughs> it's a, it's I I really hope that uh they also understand how good they are. Like they just don't write it off and they're like, Yeah, we won a Champions League, but you know it could have gone the other way. No, you won it because of your brilliance. You guys are brilliant. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Go on and dominate now. Go on and dominate. I want a Premier League, yes. And I want a couple of FA Cups. But go and win the Champions League again. Prove it to them if, again. If again. anything, if anything, history has taught us is that Chelsea are relentless. It doesn't matter. Actually, yeah, it doesn't matter that we've won this Champions League. As the soon as the new season begins, we are definitely going for that Premier League title. Whether people it, think that we are contenders or not, and I love yeah, it when we are yeah, underdogs. Yeah. Yeah. Every time we are underdogs in matches, we always, we always pull through. I don't like it when we're favorites. When we're favorites, we fumble yeah, the bug yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't really see how this team, you know, turns out. You know, when I look at Europe and the landscape in Europe, mm. for me, I think that only Chelsea and and uh, Man City and uh, to a certain extent, um, I guess you could say Liverpool and obviously uh, Bayern are the only clubs I personally see 
other ones with teens to go forward because you really you really really cannot discount and i still see people you know uh spewing hate against lampard and all that and i'm like wow and believe you're a chelsea fan uh because he left us in the strongest position we have been in years in years like yes that doesn't it wasn't reflected uh on on the league table but that team is so strong that team is so strong we can bring in Pulisic as a sub that tells you how strong our team is that tells you how strong our team is yeah so going forward you know Pep uh, Man City have Pep and Foden and I guess you know some players will be cycled but they have a strong team and they're constantly building they're in the run and they're running for the next Champions League especially now that they've got into the final they know how to get to a final uh, Champions League final at least and um, you know we've won it we obviously always have a shout for it However, we've won it twice related. twice guys twice exactly twice and um, um, Bayern obviously you know they're always uh, always strong contenders and they're always building you know the team always has this or that young player uh, but for me I'm like the Spanish teams they're out they're done they're burnt out Messi's going you know Barcelona is a mess Real is a mess you know you know what that, now that you know um, you know what has left wait 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 a moment Italy is a mess uh, it's a complete mess Ronaldo wants to leave Juve uh, Conte has already left um, where was he at Inter yeah um uh who uh, the Juve manager I forget his name again um Juve ma- uh Pilo yeah Palo uh, Palo yeah yeah uh, anyway he's uh he, 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 he's honest so he got fired I don't think he oh he was fired yeah oh I, oh, I didn't hear that okay so, Masilimano uh, anyway. uh Allegri is back Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe they do have a chance. I can, I can give them a title of underdogs. But the way I see Europe now, Europe is Chelsea, uh, Manchester City, Liverpool, um, uh, and Bayern. And then you can maybe say, maybe to a certain degree, PSG. But I honestly don't see them winning the Champions League with Pochettino. Yeah, as good as a manager as he is, not the Champions League. Um, and you know, you can never discount Manchester United. But again, I feel like Ole is both a blessing and a curse to them. You know? And in the same way that Lampard was beginning to become a blessing and a curse to us. In that, you know, he stabilized the team, brought in fresh blood, you know, they have a sense of purpose, uh, purpose you can see a certain revival but I don't think Ole is technically gifted enough to go up against a Bayern Munich and beat them suddenly it wouldn't be because of what Ole did maybe the players mm. um, and you can definitely tell that for example us winning against Pep he had the players play their part but you know you can see Tuchel stamp all over it and that's what it takes to win the Champions League and like the Premier League, which 
you know your individual sometimes you know technically eh, you know, all is not the worst but um individual brilliance if bruno is not playing well what happens to that team you know yeah so um yeah you really can't discount them i mean but they're not i don't think they're winning the champions league but you know they can they can give us a small scare give us a chance of small scare yeah uh, there so i see i'm looking forward to the champions league this coming kind of season there i see in the next uh 5 to 8 years mm-hmm. we're definitely winning another champions league and i believe it I yeah because there's no way there's no way i see mason mount just winning one champions league with chelsea mm-hmm. especially because he's just won it in his third season and in and top, you in in top flight football this kid has a hunger he doesn't come off in his normal interactions he's like he's mr chelsea he's the good guy mr smiles and you had what his dad said actually I, i think i saw some of the interviews but sikwana what did he say yeah his dad uh, uh when the when the final uh was over and mm-hmm. uh the players were celebrating um mason mount's dad uh went to hug his son and he told him that he's he 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 needs to uh deep down that he's actually won the champions league and mason just replied that we're going to win the premier league the following season <laughs> this is a 22 yeah. year old this is a 20 year old kid who's just won the champions league and he's already he thinking himself. and he he's already thinking about winning the premier league he believes in himself no i i, I just like the ambition the drive you, you look at the next prize not just uh reminiscing and holding on to one though uh to be fair he just actually won the premier the, the champions league just uh exactly. a, a minute a minute later and he's talking about winning the premier league it's mad Man, i really i can't wait to see i can't wait to see what this team reveals to us going forward and mm. i do think you know i agree with you um but i'm going to be even more confident and say that within the next five years We're winning another Champions League. I wanted to say five, year. but but I saw. Ah, let me just no, add three more within years. Within the next five years, um, give Havertz uh, another season or two um, to fully, completely get into his groove. Uh, Vana another season or two, Mount, and hopefully they don't get injuries and you know um, keep them out of the game for a while. Mm. Uh, James and Chilwell. and uh let's say Gilmore and Odoi go on loan and they come back stronger uh, they go on loan for one season they come back one season play that's and they're very good and um we get a proper striker you know proper striker someone who we know we give them a, pro- a good chance and they'll score and then we can have Van on the bench come off and um and police like if 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 he's down for that i know he he really wants to play but you know who's currently your dream striker mm. if we are to go for a striker to, this transfer window who are you getting get kane i'd love to get kane but i know that's not happening and if that is not happening and lukaku saying he's not moving i say we go for lewandowski 
all I can say is I think we should just go hard on Haaland. Oh yeah, Haaland is forgetting. Just person. give just give Borussia Dortmund uh 100 mil because his uh his release clause is uh 70 mil next season. Mm-hmm. So they'd rather take the extra 30 mil for him instead of waiting uh for him to go and achieve the following season. Yeah. Yeah. And personally I think uh I saw uh, an article by Matt Law and he said that uh Roman is actually an admirer of Erling Haaland and uh same same vibes same vibes you know he 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 wanted Kai Havertz and he got Kai Havertz so fingers crossed the thing about Haaland is i think he'll be very expensive this particular season and i also i think he'll be very expensive for many reasons first for Borussia obviously they're like yeah we are going to sell him at a premium and we're also losing a very special player so obviously we have to make up for it because we need to buy someone uh, and you know might be expensive for us and obviously the agent um they want their own very large cut of money and the dad who's uh, pretty much like the sort of manager um so i think Haaland will be expensive and i know he'll come good wherever he goes but i, I still feel like he's a bit of a doubt especially england england is a bit different uh but he might just adjust he might adjust who knows but i think that for now i think we should go with someone proven and i feel like lewandowski he's proved himself i don't see how the premier league will challenge him at his age um you know if we can't get king who i really think we can't get um Yeah, other than that, you have to be someone small somewhere in France or here or there. I just I don't want to pay a big sum of money for someone who doesn't perform. You know, because it's a club's money. I mean, for me, I don't particularly care. But that also means that uh we can't get someone else if we spend a lot of money on one person. You know, we don't we don't want a keeper situation to ever happen again. <laughs> so let's just yeah, let, let's let's let let let's get uh, Lewandowski on a free or, or very little money if we can't you know Lukaku said he's not coming well that's okay um so now the options are Kane and Haaland and Lewandowski Lewandowski is proven Kane is proven but we can't get Kane because it's also going to be expensive and obviously Tottenham won't want to sell to London rival um Haaland I think we have the money for Haaland but i think city also really really want him uh anyway i don't see marina agreeing to pay over 120 for a player yeah you know, i just i don't see it i don't see it she's definitely going to negotiate it to 80 i also don't see dobot selling him for 80 that's i mean let's just 10 m on top of what for, we sold for alin holland we bought nani for Harvard's for 80 is I, i think Dortmund would be like if you could pay 70 for you know if you pay 70 for for Harvard then uh, you know Haaland is bigger than that you know and we should at least get 110 you know and that's where the issue starts so anyway for me uh i say i say 
let's just go for Lewandowski. <laughs> Can't believe Kepa is a UCL winner. Oh and God. you know, but and you know, it. and you know, his valuation is going up because he's because mm. he, of this win. Mm. Yeah, he's definitely now around uh, maybe fifty mil. Fifty mil ain't that bad. It's not that bad. It's not the that bad. The question is, who's going to buy him? The question is, who's going to buy him? Because I do want him off our books. I want him off our books also because not just because of how expensive he was and how bad he is because honestly for me I, I think that loss in the FA Cup was due to him I mean like not because he played badly but why couldn't he be taller anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know another thing that we haven't talked about in this episode is, is how great Mendy has been for us you know because he's, he's been a he's been a whole champion yeah He's been a whole champion. He has been a whole champion, and I don't think anyone can can deny that he uh, met up with a Senegalese team. Yeah, so and and then they started uh, singing for him and clapping for him. Mm. Yeah, even um, money. What's it called uh, money, and then he's turning to money and he's telling money, "No, you're the real champion." You know. Mm. Yeah, that was really beautiful to see. That was nice to see. Really, really nice to see. But anyway, my 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 uh, basic point is that um, Mendy has been a revelation for us, and people were talking about how it was a stopgap measure, and you know we can get someone else, and you know they still talk about Donnarumma, and I don't think anyone would pass on Donnarumma, but I would hate for someone like Donnarumma to come and bench Mendy because I don't think he deserves that. He's a whole Champions League. Uh, winner and and in the, you can't say it's in spite of him. You know? Yeah, he he. I mean, four goals only. We only let in four goals, and I think one of those, at least one or two, are let in. I mean, we had a clean sheet in that game that Kepa played. I don't know. I think it was in the group stages. I don't know. But basically, you know, I, I don't see Mendy benched. I, I don't see what happened with 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 Tammy Abraham. You know, happened with Mendy because I, I really think he doesn't deserve that. He really, really doesn't deserve that. And I know no one can say no to Donnarumma, but I also think that <laughs> we don't have to. Like, just because he's there doesn't mean we have to get him. Because that's another expense. You know, and and we'll still have to keep Mendy. And I just, like, we don't have to. Mendy is actually good. And I, I think Mendy is the same as Chelsea like people almost underrate they're like okay he's good but he's not world class good if you're and getting Donnarumma he's sitting on the bench who? Mendy if we get Donnarumma he's sitting on the bench and we Mendy. sell Kepa Mendy sitting on the bench no Donnarumma is sitting on the bench and oh. Mendy is starting and Kepa is yeah, getting I would sold love that. If, 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 that, if that is the arrangement fine go for Donnarumma I don't mind yeah yeah. But I, I really, I, I, I believe that it would be unfair to uh, sideline someone who's performed so well under two different managers. And then we say that at this case, Mendy is actually, even now, people still underrate him. Four goals in the Champions League, and he played a majority of those games. He and did. Don't play me. Like, and, and the goals that uh, were scored against him were like amazing goals, like, you know, that one. By Benzema, I mean, 
who's stopping that? Donnarumma is not stopping that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, um I think it, it's, it's a wrap, it, bro. Yeah, it's 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 been a nice week. It's been a really nice week. Um, on the timeline, you know, and and just life in general has been good since we won that trophy. It's been yeah, very we, good. It's my we, mental health has been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope Chelsea keep doing that. I hope they keep doing that because it's amazing. I don't need therapy. I just need Chelsea to win. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah, we're busy. We're busy drinking rival tears. Yeah, but you know, um. 2020, 2021, Champions League winners. Ooh, another last thing that happened was Mount being robbed of being a both player and player of the year, and, and honestly, uh, you know, uh, player of the year in the Premier League. Yeah. And they gave it to Foden. And I was like, no one is saying Foden is not good, but what has Foden really done? I think the, the main reason they gave him is cause of winning the Premier League. It's cause it's it's a Premier League award. You get me? Yeah. It's not it's not really an an overall. No, no, uh, but it's fine. It's fine. Even if you discount the yeah. Champions League, all I am saying is, uh, Mount has been more uh, influential in our squad than Foden has been for City. And no one can deny that. You see, the thing is, Foden kept Sterling, uh, a player who was actually a guaranteed start a starter in Pep's starting XI. You consider his age, and you consider him putting a world-class player on the bench. I think, yes, yes, you could argue, uh, Mason Mount has had a bigger impact because he is Chelsea's of the year and he's come clutch for us but uh, I think the main reason they gave Foden is mostly because of what his team has achieved this season and his role in them winning a title it's mainly down to that there is no denying uh, how good Foden is but I also feel like some people feed on the hype too much. He's yeah, good. I agree. I He's agree. Good. He's good, but, but was, the, was, the media was, hype is too much. And and uh, yeah, because like what he what did he do when he's played Chelsea three times and what has he done in those three games? And he's Mr. not even Mount's played most of the, gotten game, most the, of the games in this season. Three times. Yeah, he's not played most of the games uh, this season. He yeah. hasn't. He hasn't. Mount has played almost all the games, and you can tell how every pundit, pundit is talking about how influential Mount is to this Chelsea side. Mm. Yeah, how influential, how important he is to this Chelsea side. And then you turn around and you say that uh, Foden deserves to win it. Like mm. I, I, you know how important Mount has been to this Chelsea side. You can see it. You can see it. Yeah, you can see it with both managers. Different, like at a certain point, I'm like, fine, Foden is good, but he can also win it next year. I mean, he's that young, so give it to someone who actually deserves those flowers now, because Mount can never win another young Premier League uh, player of the season. 
and I feel like he was dropped there and then they also decided to give it to Ruben Diaz I mean like <laughs> it's been good but they gave player of the season to Ruben Diaz Ruben Diaz and I don't know if he was in the listing but I don't know yeah. like yeah. give it to Mendy then or give it to even give it to Dakiba like what Ruben Diaz was the most unlikely one I was like just I did vote I did vote in both of them and I put it for Mount <laughs> and Mount again I didn't vote for the other <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was yeah for the end player of the year and for the player of the year. But anyway, then that is a robbery. But anyway, fine. anyway, yeah. anyway, uh, we move, we move. Chelsea, uh, champions of Europe for the second time in their history, and yeah, you guys, you guys, you you better not start a war with Chelsea fans at the moment. They're probably going to be very, 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 very annoying. But you, you just have to ride the wave with it, bro. Anyone you know who what? has a problem with us, you can just keep it to yourself. We're winners. You guy, you know we average a trophy every season. It's crazy. It's Whenever crazy. we, who would have thought, especially when Lampard left, that we would reach an FA Cup final, we would get top four, and to top it off. We'd win the Champions League. Win the Champions League itself. Like our, I, our season had had a complete turnaround. It was a disaster. Yeah. If if like, you if you had placed a bet, you're a very rich man. Yeah. 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 Most people would probably put very little money into that bet, so I'm pretty sure mm. they wouldn't be very rich, but they would. Yeah, they would have done well. Anyway, they guys, we'll uh we'll we'll uh we'll add uh we'll be a bit more consistent with our content. Uh, yeah. going forward yeah uh, we haven't been posting much uh due to uh uh factors we can't avoid but we'll try our best yeah. uh this coming few weeks so that we can manage to also talk about their uh we'll have our season review episode soon we'll also cover the uh euros yeah We'll cover the Euros and I'm voting. I'm 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 on uh, France side. I hope France win. I want N'Golo Kante to be a contender for the Ballon because if oh, he yeah. wins, if he wins the Euros, then definitely we can, he has a shout. But at the moment, Lewandowski, it has to be him because they robbed him last season and this season. He just broke uh, the Bundesliga uh, record by Gerd Müller of 40 goals in a single uh, championship season. So uh, Lewandowski broke the record, and he's now on 41. So he's the he's the record holder. So he definitely, definitely has to win it, unless. Unless yes. Kante wins the Euros, because if Kante wins the Euros, you just better have to give. You just need to give it to Kante. Yeah, yeah, the most lovable player on earth. It's starting to get to me too. Man, I, I, I was like, okay, he's a grown man. I don't see what you guys are talking about, but I, I okay, yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree. We should cover the Euros. Yeah, uh, we will cover the Euros, 
uh, we would have loved to cover the Olympics, but um, there's not much football there. Yeah. Um, so the Euros, and we, we do intend to have a discussion on, um, you know, with other Premier League fans on, on, on what you know, their take was on how their teams performed uh, this uh, previous season and and what they expect for their teams in the coming season. We intend to post that uh, pretty soon. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, but for now, just listen to this episode a couple times. You know, just bask in it if you're a Chelsea fan. Enjoy it. And, and, and make sure you recommend it especially to your friends who are you know, Manchester fans and, and you know, Manchester United fans. And uh, Arsenal fans especially. My God, they never stop. They recommend it to Arsenal fans. Please, please. Um they should listen to it you know they should understand just how inferior they are and you know just enjoy this moment i think we all deserve it <laughs> well said if you're not subscribed to the podcast kindly do so and share it with your friends and family and we'll catch you guys later in the next episode of the child come on you blues <laughs>